Hey guys, welcome to Pop Talk. Pop culture, entertainment, and everything that comes in between. I'm your hostess, Elizabeth Bravo. I'm sorry for not updating the season like I promised. I've been busy, really. Um, I'm still searching for a job in my field. But in the meantime, I am working somewhere else for income because a girl's got to pay her bills. And for those that don't know me, I've done production assistant, I've done camera operator, floor director, audio operator, digital content, a little bit, video editor, and news producer. And I'm still not giving up on my dream to be a news producer and maybe hopefully a reporter. So here's my little spiel. Um, but enough about me, let's get into today's episode. It would be my intake on Halloween Ends. I actually got to see this movie on my birthday, which was this past, uh, last Sunday? Yeah, last Sunday, October 16th, and decided, you know, let's, you know, let's give it a one last time of watching this movie. So this is my intake on it, as everyone knows. If you, But before you keep on listening more, I suggest that if you want to watch the movie, pause, go watch it. And for anyone that doesn't want to watch it and they just want my intake on this film, well, you guys know the rules. Enter at your own risk. So let's jump right in, shall we? We have the cast starring the legendary Jamie Lee Curtis, James Jude Courtney, Andy Malachek, Nick Castle, Ronan Campbell, Kyle Richards, and Judy Greer. Okay, so the movie starts off at the beginning, well, a brutal, a brutal way to start Halloween ends is from the last movie Halloween Kills where, you know, uh, Michael Myers has killed a handful of people in Haddonfield, Illinois. And so Karen, Karen was uh, Laurie Stroh's daughter, her only daughter in the universe. Um, So she's basically, she's at the original home of Michael Myers and she's looking down, and so in the reflection, she sees Michael Myers, and of course, he ends her. So, yeah, that's kind of one way to uh, start things off. So, and then it also starts with going back to 2018, 2019, where uh, Corey, a teenager from high school, he basically rides from point A to point B on this other side of town to basically bike his way to a neighborhood to babysit this kid. So he gets there, meets the parents. The parents tell him you can have anything you want in the fridge. Uh, just, you know, take care of our son. Make sure he goes about this time. So Corey, you know, Corey being the nice guy and everything else, he follows the rules because, you know, as babysitter, you would, you know, you want to do what's right. So the little boy he watches, that little boy has a slick little mouth. Parents should have disciplined him again. Sorry for going on that. That was just my little note on that little boy. So... Corey decides to let this little boy to watch scary films and this little child 
um, kids, hmm, kids. And so Corey walks out to, you know, go to the kitchen, grab himself something. And so he doesn't hear the TV and, he, and it's all of a sudden very quiet. So he runs back to check on the little boy. He's not there. So he starts calling his name around uh, the house. He goes up the stairs and uh, the little boy just saying like, you know, like, I'm here, like the boogeyman's here, blah, blah, blah. And so uh, Corey sees the attic door open, so he goes in and, of course, you know, he doesn't see him. The attic door closes behind him. It's the little boy playing a prank on him. And so the little boy kept taunting him, saying like, oh, the boogeyman's gonna get you, the boogeyman's gonna get you. And uh, Corey had enough. So he basically kicked the door which unfortunately caused the death of the little boy to fall down to his um, unfortunate passing. And that's where his reputation and his life ends and has gone to hell. And then we see Allison living with Lori, her grandmother, after losing both of her parents of last Halloween and her boyfriend. And so she's working, you know, working for herself. And Lori is also writing a memoir about how much she has been traumatized by Michael Myers for about 40 years, 40, 44 years. And she wants to end this chapter and she basically wants him gone. And, uh, yeah, so I just want to say for this movie, it's, it's a bit bizarre. And what I mean by bit bizarre, it's kind of like, okay, so, and one scene, Corey, he's basically, you know, taunted and bullied to where he's best, where he's pushed over, um, yeah, he's pushed over a bridge. And so, I don't know how in the hell he managed to survive, but it's like, come on. There's no way you could have survived after falling from a highway bridge. Like, no way. No. So, tell me why Corey decides to, like, gets up. And instead of going back home, trying to live a normal life, he goes through the sewer tunnel. Tunnel. And he looks around to see what will happen, and boom, he's attacked by Haddonfield's boogeyman, Michael Myers. And so when Michael was basically strangling him, and Corey sees his whole life ahead of him, and all of a sudden, Michael lets go of him. I'm thinking to myself, did they just do a Halloween 4, The Curse of Michael Myers? Uh, anyone that doesn't know that, uh, The Curse of Michael Myers is from the 80s film, you know, when John Carpenter and them didn't want the second Halloween, like, after the second Halloween movie, from then on, ceased to exist. But Halloween 4 was about how Jane, how Lori's daughter, Jamie, um, you know, she's being adopted you know and then eventually throughout the movie she lives she lives with a foster family and then michael knows that you know that's her niece because you know he went into um her house saw the pictures of lori so 
at the end of that film. It's a great film. Go watch it. It's one of my favorite movies. So towards the end, uh, Jamie, you know, she sees her uncle, um, you know, being shot, you know, being lied out in the field after being run over by a bunch of rednecks. So she grabs his hand and then lets go. And so he gets up and then towards the end of that movie, you know, uh, Jamie, she puts on the clown mask. She grabs the pair of scissors and does that at a foster mom and follows the footsteps of Michael when he was a little boy, when he acts his sister. So that's the curse of Michael Myers. I'm thinking they really pulled that little Easter egg. I like it. It's weird. <laughs> it's weird, but I like it. So, in other words, he sees Michael as his mentor. And so he kind of does somewhat the dirty work for Michael. And then eventually, him and Allison have this chemistry because they're being introduced to by from Lori. And. Their relationship was kind of weird because it's like they want to do like a whole Bonnie and Clyde dark. And uh, it, it's it's very bizarre. And then not to mention when Corey tries to be the wannabe Michael Myers by dressing up like just like him, taking away Michael's mask and coming in to axe Lori at her house... And of course, they duke it out. And of course, he would frame Lori just so Allison could. Allison is uh, Lori's granddaughter. Uh, just so she has another reason why to hate Lori. And it's like, who are you trying to be? Like, why? Like,. I, I, I don't I, I don't know. It's just like okay, okay little Michael Myers wannabe, okay. And then let's see. Okay, yeah, sorry. And then shout out to Lori to sticking it out by being the OG of basically using everything to um to go at Michael like fingernails and hands and knives and a damn fridge which she did and just did everything to make sure that he does not you know axe her and I was very proud of her when she finally pinned Michael to that kitchen table with knives it's like me and my dad we were like it's about damn time and you make sure it stays there. It stays there. And then Lori finally ends the boogeyman that has terrorized Hattonville, Illinois since 1978 or 79, one of those years. So finally she uh, the Strodes had support from the, the Haddonfield community and some of the police where they basically um, tied his body tied yeah tied his body uh, 
through on the car roof as they do like a memorial drive the whole town's behind them to a junkyard and where in that junkyard they turn on a uh a machine that would basically break down metals like basically discard them to little tiny pieces so what they finally do they toss old Michael Myers in there and made him ground beef and the nightmare has finally end everyone has lived a normal life Allison has packed up went on to the next chapter in her life Lori gets a happy ending and a smile, which we have not seen in a long time. To Jamie Lee Curtis, thank you for being the scream queen since you were a teenager and to carry on the legacy like your mother did. Janet Lee. For those that don't know about Janet Lee, she was the actress Miriam Kramer and Alfred Hitchcock's uh, Psycho, the 1960s. I highly recommend watching it. If you not have, if you haven't seen it, go see it. And if anyone follows Jamie Lee Curtis on her social media, you'll see the references from Psycho to Halloween, and I had a good chuckle. And thank you, Jamie Lee Curtis. Thank you for doing these movies. And I personally did enjoy Halloween when it fir- when the new reversion came out in 2019. Yeah, 2019, 2018. And then Halloween ends and Halloween kills. And to me, this was a perfect conclusion to a franchise that everyone and every generation has loved since since they watched it on the screen i hope you love this episode and again i'm sorry for being lazy i just need to give myself like a hey remember you have this podcast to do so keep at it um i would say maybe around maybe around december i'll do like an honorable mention of like movies and shows i've seen just to see like a little tidbit about like you know if it's good if it's bad it's worth it and again this will be around december and again i'll keep you posted and we'll try to do my best to keep at it for season two other than that have a safe and happy halloween and yes i know it's early but you know halloween for the next episode who knows what i'll talk about i'm signing off and have a good one guys